Vibe Talks. Vibe Talks. More than just music. This is Zachary Camp for Vibe News. I recently had the chance to speak with Toronto Star reporter Desmond Cole. Here's part two of that interview. Should there be more civilian oversight on these, well, on how officers are being trained? Well, I mean... The idea of civilian oversight, I guess, has its own challenges because how much civilian oversight are we really going to allow as far as the police are concerned? So the SIU, the Special Investigations Unit, is supposed to be civilian oversight. The SIU is filled with former police officers, and the SIU clears 95% of the officers that it investigates. So... Imagine that in the civilian population, 95% of individuals who were alleged to have done something wrong, done something criminal, that they were cleared. 95%. That would be unacceptable to the public. So it's not acceptable to the public either if 95% of officers don't even face charges. And that's the important part. Is like I'm not talking about they go to court, the evidence is presented against them, and a judge says not guilty. They don't even go to court 95% of the time. Um, that's supposed to be civilian oversight in 2016. Um, if we're going to have civilian oversight, it has to be real civilian oversight and not the kind that we're getting now that simply serves to further exonerate police. I don't necessarily want oversight just over the training. I want oversight over the discipline of police as well. But again, it's a losing game when you empower the police with so much authority and then expect civilians to try and regulate that. We've, we've essentially set up a system now where we tell civilians, you don't have the experience, you don't have the expertise to be able to regulate what the police do. Only the police can understand policing. We've set that system up. So it's not really a surprise that then we don't have the ability to hold police accountable when we want to. The message is that we don't have that authority. So we need to take that authority back. I mean, I remember, for example... Just recently, in Peel region, Jennifer Evans, who's the police chief in Peel, was uh, directed by her police services board to suspend the practice of carding while the province reviewed it and made new regulations about carding. And Jennifer Evans simply said, no, I refuse to do that. And technically speaking, she is allowed to not do what her police services board tells her to do, Um, or at least... That's the perception. Now we can get into all of the ins and outs of that and, you know, is she actually obliged to do that? Is it an operational thing that the police services board was telling her to do because the police services uh, board is only supposed to direct on policy and not on operational things? And that was Jennifer Evans' excuse, is that you actually don't have the jurisdiction right now to tell me to do what you're telling me. Um, So I will just refuse to listen. We can get into all the technicalities of that, but the point of it is... The police services board should be able to tell Jennifer Evans to stop carding, and she should have to listen no matter what the rules say. And if the rules don't allow for that, the rules are garbage and need to be changed. But there's a larger conversation about who is actually in control here. Is it the civilian population? Do we have the right to be telling the police how to police us? Or do the police just exist as this separate floating entity, and the police tell us 
here's what's good for you. You accept what's good for you in terms of policing. You don't challenge our authority. There's a name for that. There's a name for the police telling the civilian population how they will be policed. It's called the police state. That's what we live in. And until we can actually acknowledge that that's what's going on here, we're not really going to get the reform that we want, because we're always going to be fighting for reform in an environment where the police still ultimately get to make the final call. So what's the best way for civilians to claim that authority again? Um, mass protest and disruption, I would say. Um, is that because think, the system is just so corrupt that going through it is not even an option? No, no. I mean, so, you know, for example, um, when I just published this piece this morning uh, about um, wanting to hear the voices of officers like Chris Lewis, who's a former officer now, and he's saying, look, as a 36-year veteran of policing, what James Forcillo did is not correct policing. I want to hear from people like that because I don't believe that we're going to disband the police tomorrow. And in the meantime, we need to keep as many people safe as possible. And this is the exact same reason why I've been fighting against police carding. You know, new rules around police carding that are coming uh, are not going to stop the practice. They're not going to stop entrenched racial profiling and racist attitudes uh, within policing. So I fought for new rules for carding, and many of us have been fighting for new regulations for carding, because we don't want those outcomes that literally destroy people's lives to take more people away. That's the short-term strategy. But the long-term strategy is to say that uh, it would be better to have no police and to police ourselves than to keep being killed, jailed, beaten, humiliated, stigmatized by the police. But that's actually so bad that it would be better not to have police. That's ultimately what I believe. That's powerful. And I know, and I know that seems crazy to people, but that's probably because the people that that seems crazy to um, enjoy the benefits and so-called protection of the police, while the rest of us just have to live with all of the bad outcomes. So the people who are opposed to that line of thinking just aren't exposed to the wrongdoings of local police. No, I don't know a lot of people who are beaten down by the system and like it. And the people who are fighting against this are those who are experiencing the poor outcomes. And those who are defending the system are the ones who, I think, can't imagine just how bad the outcomes are and just how unfair and disproportionate and biased those outcomes are. Um, and so they think that there will be chaos if there are no policing uh, mechanisms of the way we know them today. And I'm saying that what we have today is tyranny for a great percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. And um, it has to end. And I feel that we need to be organized and effective as the civilian population in order to bring that about. But in the meantime, the police are still going to carry all of the authority that they do, and they're still going to be out there in our streets every day encountering us. So I also want to have a strategy in the meantime so that more of us don't end up in jail or dead because of the policing system that we currently have. Ultimately, though, it has to go. I really appreciate you having the time to sit down and and chat with me this morning. It's my pleasure, Zach. Thanks for asking. And now back to your vibe, Vibe 105.